0: Equine bodywork is unregulated. You don't need any kind of formal training to practice. However, if you want to set yourself apart, become a professional who is respected and called upon by peers, owners, and veterinarians, you had better gain some education. And it doesn't stop there. To really become a master at your craft, you need to continue your education all the time. Never stop learning. This episode is going to cover how our new continuing education platforms, we call PODs, are helping to further not only the individuals who are participating in them, but also the industry as a whole. I'm Kim Krebs, your host for Equine Body Talks. I've been working for over a decade in the equine industry as a body worker and many years prior to that as a loper for cutting horse operations. With the many horses I've worked with in both of these capacities, it has driven me to want to continually find out the why and the hows of equine biomechanics, health and performance. To help these athletes achieve their best potential while limiting the wear and tear on their bodies. This podcast is dedicated to opening the conversation around equine wellness, diving deeper into the whole body approach for equine performance horses. So often I hear from individuals that are interested in getting into bodywork or who are already starting a practice. They feel the industry is saturated, that it's too hard to make a go of it, This is exactly why I started this podcast, to open the conversation around our industry and find ways to educate yourself and owners. There are a lot of individuals in this industry, that's very true, just as there are in any other, though. It's what you continue to make of yourself that will set you apart. My father was involved in adult education. He was a registrar at a college and author of many books on the topic. He instilled in me the foundation that while I may choose a career or profession, whatever it may be, to keep learning. Don't ever stop at go just because you have gained employment or finished your initial education. Always look forward to see what more you can achieve. As most of you know by now, I work closely with Tina Watkins of In Hand Equine Therapy as part of her mentorship program. We recently completed the study portion of our fourth pod series, which was on SI and back dysfunction with Dr. Chad Hewlett of Energy Equine Veterinary Services. It was a mind-altering experience. If anyone has ever had the privilege of listening to Dr. Hewlett speak, he's not one to stay within conventional lines. Dr. Hewlett offered some super insight into this often overlooked area of the body, It was the inspiration I gained as I watched participants literally have those light bulb moments and then people coming together to talk about these insights that I knew for today's podcast I wanted to talk about continuing education. As I mentioned in the opener, this is not an industry that you will find longevity in if you don't put in the time and effort it takes to continually grow yourself as an individual, a practitioner, and especially in your education. We all start somewhere, and in some cases, you may need to have a secondary income to start out, but to be really serious, you have to further your education and your network of practitioners you can call upon and who in turn can call upon you. For the first seven years of my career, I worked a primary job and did bodywork in the evenings and on weekends but I also took every and any course I could using vacation time to do so. I slowly built up a practice and in time that practice became my main source of income. But along the way, I made connections. I educated myself further and I wasn't afraid to say, I don't know yet. I'm going to learn and I will do better. If you haven't already guessed, I'm pretty passionate about this topic. It's for sure in my genes but also because I see too many people who, whether they know better or not, are simply pulling the wool over their eyes and that of their customers because they have become stagnant. It can be tricky to find appropriate education in an industry that is unregulated. Anyone can hang a shingle out to offer courses as well as they can to practice bodywork. You have to do your research and talk to others already in the business. People that you respect and know have your best interest at heart. Find a mentor, someone you can learn from. Get references and find out the background of the individual offering the courses. Where have they studied? What do their clients have to say? What for their education are they taking? Note the present tense on that. Your money is too valuable, especially if you're starting out and building a clientele. Make sure the course is going to be worth it and holds the value you need to progress your career. I was fortunate to start a mentorship program with Tina, but I also put myself in that position to have that come my way. I worked hard and proved my dedication, networked and made the contacts. And working with Tina, who also has the same philosophy, we wanted to develop something to help those looking to master their craft have a clearer path. So from this, expanded Hand was born. Here's the story behind it. In Hand Equine Therapy has grown from a solo venture of working directly on horses with sports massage that Tina started over 25 years ago, to today now offering three more avenues. They are In Hand Mentorship, which are programs for body workers looking at enhancing their abilities, Learning through Tina, both in person and online. In hand collaborations. This is where we get together with other equine professionals, such as veterinarians, saddle fitters, trainers, etc., to look more in depth on specific topics and bring it to the public with webinars, short videos, or larger series. And lastly, expand in hand. This is where the pod concept was born. This platform grew on a road trip when I, was a men- was, when I was on a mentorship day with Tina. She had this idea brewing for many years that would enable her to help multiple people in this industry not only build on the foundation they had already gained, but also expand that knowledge through continuing education. We wanted participants to learn new concepts about important topics, but also be able to network allowing this industry to become more united for the betterment of the horses we work on and allow participants to further their own businesses while networking with multiple professionals in a safe and caring environment. So Tina teaches the Equinology EQ100 Foundation course here in Calgary and she sees many young body workers as they start out on their new careers. She also continues to foster their desires to learn through individual mentorship afterwards. But we've all learned in this industry, it's not just about one modality or another. It takes multiple professionals to help horses excel at their careers. Unfortunately, there is often a disconnect between professionals, or we see people who are just starting out without the knowledge of who to turn to for support, but also lacking the confidence to approach other people. So on that long trip down and back from Lethbridge, the idea to help equine professionals of all walks, including body workers, farriers, trainers, vet techs, nutritionalists, saddle fitters, breeders, and so many more, bloomed. We wanted to bring the best clinicians we could with authority to speak on the topic being chosen to then present to our participants Then with all present, enable those participants to not only network amongst each other, but expand their range of people to call upon for cases and also learn from one another. We all see the same horse, but often in a very different way, depending on how we practice and what modalities we use. We also wanted to make sure that our participants weren't overwhelmed with the wealth of knowledge being presented. We've all gone and done those continuing education courses, which are full of amazing ideas and concepts, and we are frantically taking notes as we go. But by the end of the day, the weekend, or the week, we have our brains on overload with an inability to fully retain all the information. We then go home and we try to ascertain as much of the information as possible with reviewing, but it sometimes is just so much information now the idea of a pod we felt that if we were able to have 3 sessions with time in between each for people to assimilate the content concepts it would help participants retain the information better think of a pea pod and having 3 individual peas within that pod They all belong to the same outer shell, or in this case, topic being discussed, but each touches on the subject further to build the participant's knowledge. Not only that, but they have access to Tina and myself for six months through private Facebook pages to continually ask questions and present up to 10 case studies from their own practices. So the first P in this pod is what we call the study day. This is where the clinician is brought in to do a full day discussion and presentation on the topic. Participants then go home, practice the concepts being taught, maybe post on the Facebook page if something comes up that they are needing clarification on. Then they come back together as a group, approximately two weeks apart, for the second P in the pod, the application. This is a half-day presentation by Tina herself on the same topic, but this time giving it a bodyworker's perspective. A lot of time is given for palpation of horses and models as that we have available for participants to then be able to ask questions and ensure that their knowledge of the topic is clear. Once again, participants then will go home, practice their skills in their own practices based on the modalities that they use, and access that Facebook group if they wish, or have unique cases that they might have come up and want to discuss. Then the last P in the pod is called the discussion evening. Here, we all gather once more for an evening of clarification or insight. As each participant will have viewed the topic from their own perspective we can learn so much more understanding where we each come from. So for example, when a farrier takes a look at a horse with potential SI dysfunction in the course, they're going to look from the ground up, wanting to understand how that joint, the SI joint, affects the lower limb, and in particular, the hoof and the internal structures. The body worker, however, that's participating is going to likely come at it from a biomechanical perspective, wondering how dysfunction in that SI joint is going to be causing the back pain that we see or increase the pressure in the forelimbs. All are valid and all need to be addressed. So having an understanding of everyone's thoughts helps all participants view the horse more holistically, as well as knowing who they can connect with on cases in their future. With continued travel between the three sessions, sometimes being prohibitive for participants, we have adapted our concept to allow for online portions for those participants that are coming to the in-person courses. This allows them to view both the application portion and the discussion portion remotely from home while still accessing the Facebook page to further their connections with others that are already taking the course that they met during that study day. As well, they're still able to submit their 10 case studies and receive mentorship for this throughout the six months following. We are also now going to be offering fully online versions of the courses for those who aren't able to attend in person, which will start in September with the SI and back dysfunction pod. So those that have sent in inquiries that are overseas, this is definitely going to be for you. This pod concept has been a bit confusing to some, but again, just think of it as being three Ps or sessions in one pod or a topic being discussed. So to date, we have run three pods and are currently running our fourth. The fifth and final pod for 2020 will start in September. We are planning our pods for 2021, both a spring and fall offering. The first pod we held with Dr. Aaron Thompson of More Equine Vet Services, who presented on movement assessment last fall. Dr. Thompson jumped in last minute as we had Dr. French lined up originally, but he sustained an injury inhibiting him to be able to present. Dr. Thompson did an exquisite job as she is both a doctor of chiropractics for humans and horses and has a keen eye for biomechanics and lameness. Not only did she blow us out of the water with her teaching, she exemplified what Expanded Hand is all about, building community and being there for one another. The second pod started in January and was with Dr. Susan Schall of TD Equine Vet Services, presenting on hind limb dysfunction. Dr. Shawl has a keen interest in podiatry as well, so her expertise in this field lent her to be an exceptional clinician for us. Here we were fortunate to even have a hind limb for dissection purposes. Now, if you haven't had an opportunity to be a part of a dissection for your continuing ed, I highly recommend it. It will give you a whole new appreciation for the horse's tissue and perception of the real version, as opposed to a flat version that we study from in books. InHand collaborates with Energy Equine each fall to present dissections as well, so keep an eye open for more information on this year's course coming very soon. Just prior to the COVID crisis, we started the third pod with Dr. Sarah Peterson of Motion Equine Vet Services on the dysfunctions of the head, neck, and jaw. Dr. Peterson is herself an equine chiropractor as well and total enthusiast on anything involving neurology. She went above and beyond giving participants a bonus Zoom call due to the disruption of the pandemic. Again, showing what community is all about and working at bringing people up in their professions. If you haven't already heard her on this podcast from previous episodes. I recommend going back and listening as her presentation style, which is always fun and interactive while all the while still being to the point and easy to follow. Her pod presentation had all participants looking hard at bidding on horses and how that affects forelimb movement along with so much more. This current pod is with Dr. Chad Hewlett from Energy Equine Vet Services He's presenting on the SI and back dysfunctions. As I mentioned in our opener, Dr. Hewlett is not the type of individual that stays within conventional lines. That meant that within the first hour of the pod study day starting, participants were literally blown away with insights he was sharing on molecular biology and the interplay with soft tissue dysfunction, especially as it correlates to the SI and also kissing spine of the back. I don't want to give away too much because for the first time, we're also going to be putting this entire pod out on our online platform to, for, to allow people to participate in it worldwide. That will be coming the beginning of September. Each individual that subscribes to this online course will have a chance to submit a case study within six weeks of purchasing the program. They will get a complete movement assessment, interactive dialogue with the in-hand team on a program for the case study, feedback on asymmetries and how that equates for the horse's performance, exercise therapy suggestions for postural and strength improvement. Our fifth and final pod for 2020 will be with Dr. Sean Matson of Moore Equine Vet Clinic. Dr. Matson is a board-certified sports medicine and rehabilitation veterinarian. Dr. Mattson will be walking us through the horse's forelimb, shoulder, and thoracic sling tissue with a focus on the flexor tendons and how an injury in this zone can affect the horse as a whole. Because of his specialty in lameness and his unique perspective as a surgeon, Dr. Matson will be able to teach from a multifaceted approach. This will allow the participants to come away with not only a solid understanding of the anatomy and biomechanics of the region, but also an understanding of how dysfunction in one or more of these areas will create imbalance throughout the horse. Expand in hand is about continuing education and support for one another. It is important that as an individual, you take it upon yourself to better your practices and never Stop learning. As I mentioned before, finding the appropriate continuing ed courses for you can be a daunting task and a bit of a minefield. But don't allow this to be the roadblock to your success. Make sure and do your research before enrolling in any course so that it will be the best fit for you and your learning style. If you are interested in more information on any of our course offerings, our upcoming owner's course, or the next pod starting in September, please contact office at expandinhand.com and like and follow us on our social media at In Hand Equine Therapy. I'm very thankful that you have chosen to listen to the episode today and I appreciate each rating and review you can give which helps grow this podcast. Reach out to the social media pages to hear about what's coming up on the next episodes.